0: Listen.
1: The world is talking. The world is talking. World Talk Radio.
2: I want to invite you to listen to the Sharon Kleiner Hour: The Power of Water, Global Warming, and Your Health. Today, I believe that all of us are thinking, and our prayers are with all that is happening on our family Earth, this planet. We're a family. And the, the concerns that I have as founder of the Sharon Klein Hour, I am Sharon Kleina, is the fact that we are living on a family earth that is having a lot of challenges, earthquakes, tornadoes, hurricanes, and climate change is changing a lot of topic. the environment. People are learning what it means, the environment. And our health issues, our stress because of the lack of education about what is happening and the understanding. You know, on this earth, we have 6.5 billion people living here together as a family. Let's learn more, and let's ask questions, and turn to people who have experience. Make sure that whoever you talk to, whoever you spend your time in learning what you need to have for your knowledge and your everyday with safety and your concerns of your life, make sure they have experience so that when you're understanding what you must learn, people of experience teach you how to think possibly. So let's think about that today because we're going to have our guest, Beth Batolino, who believes that she has a lot of experience in understanding the topic of dry eye hotspots for your eyes. And eyes are a very important function to your health, and we'll be discussing why the eyes are so important. Then we're going to be talking with our second guest, Bob Furman, who has a lot of experience. He is in Wyoming with the Yellowstone National Park, and we're going to discuss the Mammoth Hot Springs. So really listen closely and learn every day how important this earth is to you and what it means for your health, your education, and what we could offer with the show. We're going to listen to our sponsor. Nature's Tears Eye Mist for dry eye and we'll return with Beth Battalino, who's going to be our first guest.
1: Discover the secret of Nature's Tears Eye Mist an entirely different approach to eye care without eye drops. When your tear film is dry your eyes feel dry. Nature's Tears Eye Mist naturally supplements the tear film with Biologic Aqua Absolute Premium Standard Grade of pure, all-natural water. Nature's Tears Eye Mist, just a mist. All-natural, safe, convenient, no preservatives. Nature's Tears Eye Mist can be purchased nationwide at selected eye care professionals and drugstores near you. You're listening to World Talk Radio, where the world comes to talk.
2: Talking to Beth Badalino, who's an executive director for the Women's Health Resource Center, it's a nonprofit organization. Uh, they do a lot of research on behalf of of their organization on dry eye hotspots. Beth, are you with us? I am. Thank you for joining us. I really want to thank you because I it's one of my favorite subjects with my research, and I've been spending many years at this understanding. Oh, wow. And but before we start in. Uh, with the subject that is so important to our health and everyone on this planet, dry eye. Tell us a little bit about you. Sure. I'm the
0: executive director of the leading not-for-profit women's health organization called the National Women's Health Resource Center. Our website, HealthyWomen.org, was just named one of the top women's
2: health web- websites by USA Today, as well exactly. as Home, Ladies Home Journal. Wonderful. Congratulations. Thanks. Yeah, and your position, and what is your background? Your, your My background, I'm actually, I have a background in business,
0: and then I went back and also got a degree in nursing, so I'm practicing registered nurse in the field of maternal fetal medicine.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Well, you've got a subject matter. Um, you know, I've had on the show uh, Dr. Scott Jens, who's been in infant vision research, and then Dr. Marguerite McDonald, one of the founders of LASIK laser sh- uh, surgery. And I know Doctor McDonald. Yes. Yeah, I could go on and on. She's a friend. And I began my research years ago concerned about dehydration, Beth. And I need our listeners to know the reason I, Beth, have the name of the show, the power of water, global warming in your health, that it's the moisture that we need to understand. Dehydration of the body, every moment of the day and example, when you were born, that moment from your mother's womb you entered in the air, like a suction cup. That's right. No two eyes alike are dehydrating alike. No two complexions are dehydrating alike. And no two fingerprints are dehydrating. And the moment you're born or conceived in the womb, the first two organisms of the eye attaches to the brain immediately. And when the baby is born, the baby has to be taught how to learn to see. Then we grow and we have elements that we need to be educated about, thanks to you. What are we going to learn about dry air, global warming, environmental locations that are very difficult to cause dry eye? So I'll let you begin telling our listeners about uh, what you've been learning about dry eye. Well, what we did, which was kind of interesting, is we identified the 100
0: top cities um, with environmental conditions most likely to aggravate dry eye. And what we found is that Las Vegas, Nevada, is actually the number one dry eye hotspot, which really is not that surprising. It's a desert, very dry state, mountainous, also can be very windy. Mm -hmm. The four four of the top five dry eye hotspots hotspots and five of the top 10 dry eye hotspots we also found located in the state of Texas, which again is not, you know, that surprising because of Texas environmental factors. Beyond the top five, we identified large metropolitan cities on the list, which includes Atlanta, Boston, Mass, New York, Philadelphia, Miami,
2: Chicago, Los Angeles, and San Francisco. And a lot of those have, um, except for Los Angeles and uh, San Francisco, have uh, not Texas so much, but have a lot of humidity. And in in the Texas, well, we'll start with the year Nevada. Now, this is research with women. Um, Now, do we add the men or we just say we just want to stick to the subject of women? I mean, it affects both men and women. So we can definitely um, look at both. Okay. Okay. now and if and forgive me if I add a little bit of my research for many many. No, I years welcome now. that. Okay, yeah, it's it's my my side is I'm the nerd. I I have been studying dehydration and moisture level for so long, Beth, that I it, it's it's a life it's a life saving thing to me. Uh, we have a, a something happened in our lives and we forgot the word dehydration. And you being a registered nurse, uh, whenever you took their temperature, they say, "Oh my gosh, I'm dehydrating." Because it went over 98, remember Beth? They forget it. it happens at the moment you're born. That's right. It's every moment of the day we're 60 trillion cells. How do we nourish the cells? And we have a lot against us with our daily walk of life, Because not just because of global warming, but because of the environment and understanding that your cause, and I'm very excited for all of you and what you're giving of your lives to this mission. Now in Las Vegas, um Las Vegas has dry wind, but they also spend a lot of time indoors with forced air heating and cooling. That's right. And insulated windows and walls. Now, that's something I noticed in your discovery that I was reading, that you mentioned the forced air heating and cooling, but those insulated windows and walls invention that came first don't give a building a chance to breathe. No, that's a good point, and that, you know, that definitely... Um, adds to why Las Vegas kind of led our dry eye hot spot. Then you went into Texas, which is an obvious uh, location. You've got uh, Lubbock, Texas. You've got El El Paso, Midland, Dallas. And those are all obviously very dry. Um, And again, people spend a lot of time probably indoors forced air, heating, cooling, with insulated windows and walls. Mm-hmm. So tell us about the dry eye, though, what you were learning among all these cities uh, that became quite an, obviously an alarming discovery for women to understand well, a lot of dry women, eye. What, I, what we found is
0: that a lot of women don't recognize the symptoms of dry eye. Um, dry eye occurs when, when there's changes to the health of the tear-producing glands, which affects the quantity and quality of the tears that you produce. So if you find yourself going to your local drugstore and constantly picking up over-the-counter artificial tears that, you know, just lubricant for your eyes, then something might be wrong. And that's a good indication or kind of a wake-up to make an appointment with your eye doctor Mm -hmm. because you shouldn't have to feel like your eyes are dry, that you constantly need to be... Um, moistening your eyes, mm-hmm. you know that's that's the first sign. People, you know, you, you all of a sudden you're noticing you're going through bottles of like Visine, and,
2: and they are addictive. You know, it becomes right. Um, and and, for, uh, and and you interrupt me as well. I d- discuss this evaluation, what we've learned in studies for many years now of research, um, that the discovery was from the moment you were born and you entered in the air you breathe. At that second, your eyelid would open and the Mm -hmm. only organ that's exposed to everything every day without the skin over it, if the eyelid is is open, is your eyes. Right. Over each eye organ, you have called a clear, a tear film, it's very clear, you can't see it with three layers, the lipid layer, the aqueous layer, and the mucin layer. And those those are, uh, your tear film, you must have a constant tear-producing gland there to keep the moisture level naturally over the eye to give you your immunity protection and your health of your eye. Right. And because because the eyes are connected to the brain, uh, one of the doctors we were talking causes immediately the moment you're born, if you're not being taught. Healthy eyesight, learning to see, staring at the baby, visualize, getting the baby to look you right in the eye from that moment on, and within months and, and the baby becomes a toddler and you later an adult. If you haven't learned a good health education for the eyes, and you haven't learned how important it is to your brain, with all of this, what we're discussing today with dry eye, I'm convinced with my research, Beth, and a lot of doctors out there, are convinced that we uh, don't understand that dry eye symptoms are more than your normal it's burning, it's itching, I'm rubbing, tearing tissues if you rub with your fist or your eyes. Um, They're not realizing that drowsiness, stress, um, anxieties and more uh, are causing you to have a dry eye. Probably some of the first symptoms before it comes down to you wanting to go in because of the burning and the itching and the blurriness and, and all that's happening. The obvious, it's obviously gone too far. Right. And then they go in and start getting some of these over-the-counter products, but they become addictive. And what happens with an organism when it gets out of the control, dehydrated, it becomes addicted. The organ makes up its mind for you. It's like right. any other addiction. It will make it up for you if you're overly so dehydrated. That's a great point and that's why it's so important to have shows like yours so we can
0: discuss, you know, these health topics. But one, one way, one area that we're going to hone in kind of on women is that, you know, there's certain medical factors that can actually aggravate dry eye. And those that can include like hormonal changes due to aging and menopause. Mm-hmm. And then some other problems that you'll see in higher incidence of women suffering versus men such as thyroid problems, maybe some vitamin deficiencies, and some autoimmune diseases such as rheumatoid arthritis, mm-hmm. lupus, mm-hmm. so Sjogren's syndrome. Oh, my. Diabetes can
2: also have an effect and almost
0: and aggravate dry eyes. And how
2: does a person uh, recognize, and if I go a little, we'll have to have another show of this too. Uh, uh, because you can get it in all at once, uh, the thyroid, and that's a very common uh, symptom. It's an easy drug. It's an easy blood test.
0: So when you're going in for your annual exam, it's really important. Not only will they do a physical exam of you, and it's normally at you know right around your neck where your thyroid is. Um, the doc, the physician, or healthcare provider will um, do a you know a, a hands-on to, um, just look and feel, um, but they can also do a blood test
2: to look at your, your uh, thyroid levels.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Now, is there a particular symptom to the person other than maybe your eyes are getting blurry and you feel very drowsy and the symptoms come along with what we call now dry eye? Is there another symptom that they might recognize that they didn't notice? They might have problems with reading, um, reading. or working or, you know, using their
0: computer. Like, they, you know, they might not have, Realize like before they could look at their screen and, and work on the computer and people that are suffering from dry eye are,
2: are going to start um, finding that there's some difficulties and is there, there be any symptoms like more allergies more commonly? Would there be I'm an sorry? allergy more commonly that they're having an allergy that might be a allergies problem. definitely can play into it. Dry. I talked about dry mouth. Um, actually, I'm not sure of that one, have you found anything with yes. dry mouth? Yes, um, we found okay. that in studying the, some of the discoveries uh, proved that if a person has a symptom that all of a sudden allergies will occur more commonly, but okay. that also brings uh, also a symptom of dry nasal passages which causes a dry mouth and a drainage constantly. You know, that's, a, that's an interesting finding because I'm sure some of the medications that
0: are now prescribed that actually cause dry mouth might have the similar, um,
2: uh, might also affect the eyes. It does. In fact, yeah. this is why dry eye became a, a big, a, a quite a, 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 a very serious focus because when the baby is born, are they recognizing in time that the baby is actually focusing? And because the eyes are connected to the brain, there's a serious um, lack of understanding of some of these symptoms because people say, well, I've never had a dry eye, but they're wearing glasses, Beth. Okay. And they, ha- they say, I've never had a dry eye, but they have a lot of allergies. I've never had okay. a dry eye, but they've got a dry mouth. Okay. That's the only That's thing? And that they, they have to go together because the eyes are affecting all of this. Because if there's an anxiety that's going to create another dehydration symptom and what I've tried to point out with my studies is it's vital to drink a lot of water a day. We've got to replenish constantly but the other factor is that we're up against and we can talk about global warming and I do believe that there's a lot that we must learn about our health proactiveness with the climate as it changes. We've got to get up in the morning and if it changed that day what are we going to do differently for our own personal dehydration, but the indoor conditions, Beth, are frightening to me. The, insul- the When we got many, many years ago a concern of energy at one time, electric energy, um, we decided to have insulated windows and walls. Then we decided also to have inside of there forced air heating and cooling. And inside of there, you've got chemistry in your fabrics and your carpeting and your walls and your clothing and your bedding and all these things with chemistry that also cause a dehydration. All indoors. And our life every day must have that unseen moisture in the air to lubricate us, to detoxify us, and give us our organism a chance to breathe called breath of air, breath of life, moisture. Internally drinking it, but externally that moisture you don't see. Not an overabundant, like humidity, but enough to balance our life and keep us lubricated, detoxified. Um, now with women uh, uh, and their lifestyle and their symptoms, you've been finding that your organization's been able to reach out, and if you've obviously gotten these re- awards from um, the uh, a, g- a Good Housekeeping, was it, and then um, USA Today? Uh, yes. you are able to g- get them behind you to keep focusing on better education uh, and, uh, let's say, more proactive. I have a pet word, Beth, proactive. Proactive is a great word. You are in a world called let's be proactive ladies. And, well, you, um, you need to educate yourself. We your need heart- to educate our, our children. children. Women are
0: good all at all educating education and cannot think through all the questions. You have exactly. about seven minutes with your health care provider, seven to 11 minutes for, during your annual exam or
2: office visit, mm-hmm. and it's up to you to educate yourself and be prepared to ask the right questions. And does a doctor always ask you how much water you're drinking? Uh, you know, not, no, not always. I know, and, you know, I, I have a whole medical team of my own, and, and <laughs> we've had uh, doctors, we're exposed all over the world. And the thing is, is they forget, um, and I've said to people, be proactive. You do this on your own. Take responsibilities That's to learn nice. on your own uh, on what you can learn uh, out there Being uh, with organizations like yourself. And thanks to the website now, my gosh, they can tune in to any keyword. We um, can, and
0: our website's the great source for you to get questions to ask your health care provider. Mm-hmm. You're one of those people that you get in there and you're just like, I can't think of the right question, and by the time, you, you know, you think of it, you're walking out the door. Visit exactly. our website at HealthyWomen.org and look at the questions to ask your health care provider on any of the women's health topics, including chronic eye, dry eye. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, explain the word chronic. Chronic is meaning... That it doesn't go away. So if you're suffering sometimes, you know, an over-the-counter product is exactly what you might need. Um, If you find that you've been outside, you know, and maybe working as a lifeguard all summer and against the elements, maybe, you know, you just need some, you know, artificial tears to get you through that that position, that, you know, part-time position or full-time position during the summer. But if you're finding yourself again, Constantly going into the drugstore and picking up an over-the-counter artificial tear product and constantly having to, you know, moisten your eyes because you feel that they're dry or scratchy or again, like, you know, you stated um, earlier, you know, fatigued, um, you might have a problem. And if, you know, the, chronic means you're constantly doing it. There, there's a constant problem. Your eyes are not feeling
2: like normal. Um, so that's the time that you definitely need to go to your eye doctor. Okay, we're going to take a break with our sponsor, okay. and uh, be thinking about something that we don't want to miss in this segment, and I'm hoping to have you back because there's a lot to be discussed. Um, we're going to take a break with our sponsor, Nature's Tears Eye Mist, an all-natural method of moisturizing the eye, and we'll be right back with Beth, and she can educate us more about what is happening with the symptoms of women in dry eye.
1: Listen, the world is talking, World Talk Radio.
2: You're listening to the Sharon Kleiner Hour, the power of water and global warming, and today we have a very exciting guest, Beth Battolino, who's uh, Executive Director with the Women's Health Resource Center. Um, and their concerns about dr- women and dry eye spots where they live and better education and, let's say, proactive education. Uh, Beth, uh, I'm going to bring up something, too, is normally on the show, I'm the founder of Nature's Tears I.M.S., but we're very fortunate that the companies out there that are sitting on the shelf eye drops applications like our product. We're, we're not taking away from an eye drop. We're adding... The natural moisture to the benefit first and the application of replacement of the nature of the loss first. And something when you were talking before we left uh, with all the doctors and all the companies we're out there with, they've been concerned about what you just said over application. Even the companies who invented the products, over application of Mm -hmm. the product uh, more than the directions say and they're coming back in and blaming the product for not working. But what they don't realize, if you don't go read the directions and apply them the way they suggest, you can have an addiction to the chemicals. Right. And uh, this over application. And then they'll come back and blame the the product when it was really they weren't applying it correctly. Because of Correct. the impulsiveness of, of the uncomfortness of trying it all. And like nature's Tears, was asked to come to the market years ago with research and developed it for the benefit of an all-natural application of the nature's replacement that causes the dry eye of the air being dry for that okay. fine mist. It's an all-natural tissue culture grade of water. The other companies love it because it makes the eye drops and everything you're trying to do even better because you're adding the moisture benefit over the contact lenses whether it be the surgery or the dry eye symptom from birth, actually, because you can miss the baby. Now, my concern has always been, I said, is the lack of education, number one, the proactiveness for site preservation. But the lack of education is what you said about the tear film, um, uh, emphasizing the fact that um, the tear films, tear-producing glands are vital, but that moisture lacking in the air, which causes those to not produce also not drinking enough water and uh, i really suggest to our audience and women and men children drink a lot of water that replenishes the moisture level the oxygen uh, lubricant level to the body internally if your air is dry and you're living in those hot, dry spots and the world indoor conditions as i mentioned it you've got to replace the moisture the environment isn't giving you with what we're learning more about green, uh, environmental proactive products.
1: Um,
2: what do you think about women when you're talking to them, Beth, about the tear film? Have very many women ever heard of the tear film before when you've mentioned it to no. them? No, and I, I think this, this is, again, a, a great way to educate women through your
0: program about
2: dry eye and um, eye, overall eye health. Do you know that when I started my research years ago with the, with, the, uh, with the encouragement of ophthalmologists and refractive eye surgeons, because they were worried about blindness, death, and dry eye, did you ever yeah. think that way? Did you know that yeah, every no, five seconds somebody on our planet is going blind? And it not it's in the industrial locations. And, of course, now we've got the computer eye irritation and disabilities mm-hmm. with that happening. We've got industrial occupations and what's happening with injury. Uh, we've got a lot of, of um, things, uh, lack of education, that people will rub their eye with their fist and tear tissues before they stop to think about what they must do to be proactive. But what we learned, and they brought me in for research, is because people did not understand the benefit, the benefit of the nature of the tear film, but they didn't have a product that could discuss it. Until we came along, good. that's great. And Very now, uh, what I'm leading to is the proactive side of people understanding the description of a dry eye, which you're, seeing you're doing. Um, now, those hot spots that they're living in are obvious, uh, but I'm saying also in condor, indoor conditions are not as obvious because they're not getting enough education. But now, when you're educating women, are you going down into the younger women too? Young girls? Because it's, always, this, it's this ages is so and important. stages.
0: It's ages and stages of all women's, um, uh, you know, health and life.
2: So we're looking at young adolescents all the way through postmenopausal. Good, good. Now, are they getting education if they should happen to have children at home? Um, to educate the children at home for better health education and eyesight. Uh, proactiveness are they getting any of that with your program? This one actually um, not so much well at home I mean they can definitely download our or
0: visit our website and mm-hmm. take a look at our online uh, toolkit, which will help them um, but i 'm sure there 's more that we can can do to um, bring this topic
2: um, to uh, you know a higher level of awareness um, so yeah, but, the sure reason I brought that up Beth is is. Um, when I've had Dr. Scott Jens on, who's with the Vision, Infant Vision Research Center, and when I got to thinking about the woman is the key person in the house. I don't care right. if she's Governor Palin with five children. She's still educating your children. Um, if you're a person like yourself who goes to work every day, you probably have some children that you've given birth to. You can be a very busy person, but women, for some reason, have a better ability to educate, health awareness, In in their homes. And, um. We are are the primary caretakers. We're the, you know, if I might say, we're the, um, we're the CEOs of our homes, household engineers. That's right. (laughs) And, and, and with children and, and, and young girls, let's say your organization is specializing in the female, um, is the education is so important. One of our doctors said on the air is, Uh, Isn't it strange when a person has looked at their grandparents and the grandparents are wearing glasses and maybe they're looking at their parents and the parents are wearing glasses? Did they ever think in the home to educate the children before they started wearing glasses about site preservation, education, be proactive? That's great. This is why I mentioned if if your organization would ever consider another avenue with children. Because yeah, what absolutely. Dr. Jens, he said too, and I, he and I just went on and on, and I'll send you the CD, on the fact of these children. And he mentioned something else, that a lot of our prisons are full of people who their anxiety, it was never understood that they had a defect because their eyes were not focusing correctly and no one noticed it from birth. Wow. And through empathy and, and toddler and... And then all of a sudden, there's an anxiety that they're blaming on anything other than maybe it was the eyes that needed more attention. That's great. Isn't that exciting? Yeah, it's, exciting. Exciting. it's not exciting. If we haven't noticed it yet, but it's exciting that something that your organization is such a powerful organization getting so much attention. Wouldn't it be exciting to add another idea of the women educating the home, the children, and, and young women? Uh, young women want to wear contacts younger, and uh, contacts are very dehydrating. What are some yes. of the other hints that you'd like to teach us before we leave today? Well, I just, I, you know, I just think that um, again, certain
0: certain medical factors can aggravate dry eye. Again, including hormonal changes due to aging and menopause. So it's important to go and get your eyes examined. So many of us will put our screenings off, and you know, we have time for everyone else, but. Uh, we fail to take time to um, take care of ourselves, and you, as you've reinforced through this whole program, our eyes are so important. So take time to go get your um, eye exam. If you've noticed that you've been in the drugstore one too many times, um, too often picking up, you know, artificial tears because your eyes feel dry or tired or scratchy. That might be a symptom of, you know, chronic dry eye or dry eye that you you need to go and have your healthcare provider, your optometrist, optometrist ophthalmologist, take a look at. Um, there are treatments available for dry eye, and that you know, dry eye can actually significantly affect a person's daily activities such as reading, working, anxiety, if you're working on computer, anxiety, night driving. So it's really important to get your eyes
2: checked. And, and get treated if needed. I noticed your chronic dry eye toolkit is a, a, a real good one. Tell us about that toolkit because I think that's a way for people to go and kind of double check uh, some of their symptoms uh, that are happening that they can uh, look at here. It says eyes yeah. that are sensitive to light. Then you've got all of the time, you've got one to mark most the of the time, half yeah. of the time, some of the time, none of the time. Uh, then you've got eyes that feel gritty. You've got one that says painful or sore eyes. You've got one blurred vision, poor vision. I'd add one more um, drowsy, tired. Eating. You know, that's a great
0: point, um, and you've mentioned that a couple times, and, I, and it is one that we felt to overlook that um that symptom, um, but yes, if you visit our website at helpingwomen.org, you can log on to the um, dry eye toolkit and take a quiz to assess your knowledge of dry eye. Mm-hmm. And if you answer, you know, it'll give you a score when you're done. But that might be a good um, resource for you to take with your, take with you when you go to visit your healthcare provider, your eye doctor.
2: Right. Uh, also, to begin that dialogue exactly, and. You know, I noticed that you mentioned there's about, your resources have proven, I guess, there's about 20, estimated 20 million people with dry eye. Dry resources around the world are beyond all imagination. Now, in China, for example, Beth, because of the uh, pollution in the air, uh, not good sources of water, sanitation, and more, it's it's an out-of-the-control problem. Yeah. And you go into other countries, but our particular country, um, um, you're estimating about 20 million. Now, did that 20 million, is that only women? The 20.7 um, million people in the United States is both men and women. people. Okay. Yep. Okay. And that didn't take any an account in for children. It's just adults. No, we didn't do children. And I think that's, again, a great point that you brought up during our discussion today. I, you know... Uh, it's what Doctor Scott Jen said, uh, and I had proven in my research too. Wh- this all begins when you're born, uh, so uh, it's, it's an idea to get you another personal, really good grant in there. Uh, let's talk. Uh, let's get these children involved because maybe some of the problems in school. And I really go into the c- new computer eye irritation problem. Yeah. Uh, computers are. I had a doctor uh, Robert Lankaney, who's a dry eye specialist. He wrote the dry eye remedy. On, and he was saying the world is not understanding how serious this word dry eye and the fact that we're up against that. But children, uh, if it's unrecognized, Beth, and, and people don't understand, they think that dry eye has got to be burning and itching and those kind of symptoms. It's drowsiness first with a dry mouth, allergies, and then all of a sudden it grows into what's really obvious a dry eye symptom of obvious. But if you're sitting at a computer, you can imagine what's happening. Right. And they're right. Being, and we're looking at, we're sitting at comu-
0: computers younger and younger. Oh, they're sitting there, such two and children. Three. Y- you know,
2: exactly. So totally different from when, you know, I was growing up. Exactly. I'm 67, and uh, I look back at my parents when we've, we were one of the first people to ever get television. And Beth, my parents insisted we sit way away. Oh, and so they say, Do I. not and sit they on top have of that television Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Now look what we're doing now. Dr. Uh, Lankaney has said that on a computer, everyone should have the chair a little, you're sitting in a little higher than the screen, so your eyelid is partially uh, halfway over the eye organ. And then, of course, you need to learn every once in a while to, to close your eyes and let the moisture trap in there. Uh, drink some water. Of course, we're saying have Nature's Sears Eye miss there for once or twice a day for replacing proactively what you're not getting. But get away from the computer on a break, if you can go outside even better, and eat correct uh, green vegetables and fruit and get a little moderate exercise and things like that, uh, uh, certain things that you might not even think about, you're taking for granted because when you're sitting at a computer at those young ages now growing into the rest of our lives, and some of them are becoming called computer nerds. They don't want to get away. Um, It's because, I don't know if you knew this, Beth, there's people who are disabled who can never use a computer again. No, I did not know that. Yes, it is happening. It is happening, and the doctors are alarmed because how do you get a job that pays well without a computer experience? Yeah, yeah, not, I mean, in today's... um... You know, society and age, I
0: don't see that happening.
2: Exactly. Right. I know. And this is where this proactive for women, the education of women in the home, women in the workplace, educating, uh, every other people, because we have more of that engineering, uh, pampering, uh, concern about people more than, well, let's say the men. And, uh, well, men will admit it. Is there something else you'd like to bring us aware to? I noticed you have, we just discussed the chronic eye kit. Is there something else? we did um, you can also look at I mean look at the
0: whole dry eye topic it it'll walk you through on our website diagnosis treatment prevention, uh, facts to know qu- again questions to ask your health care provider and lifestyle tips mm-hmm. um, lifestyle tips I think uh, are also something important um, that we can uh, um, educate your you know your audience to um, don't you know. Um, Car heaters, air conditioners, we talk oh, about, yeah, car but heaters. fans, too. You know, having the fan run, you know, directed right at your uh, face. Yes. Yeah. Wear, yeah. wear glasses on windy days um, instead of your contacts and goggles while you're swimming
2: uh-huh.
0: Uh-huh. and keeping your home humidity between 30% and 50%. Uh-huh. And,
1: then,
0: and during the winter, when a lot of our homes are so dry from the heat, you
2: know, a humidifier can add moisture. Or just Put to dry a indoor air. Yeah. attractive bowls or vases with water in them That's around right. the house and let them underneath the air pull it out. Mm-hmm.
0: That's right. right. Yeah. And always remember to blank. Blank,
2: yes. Blank. Blank. Yep. <laughs> now, uh, well, so before we go now, explain to our listeners what you understand uh, the word disease. It says here, dry eye disease. When you call it a disease, is that a particular de- description for them to understand? Well,
0: a disease, I mean, um, dry eye is is something that if left untreated beca- can become serious. So if we start treating it now and there's products mm-hmm. that we talked about it, mm-hmm. it can actually improve and, you know, uh, correct the condition that it, that
2: that you're facing right now. And have you found anything different in your research? Well, uh, the word disease always startles people. That's why right. I was wondering if we could bring it up, because it's symptoms that are happening to you, and they get out of control. They get more chronic. And right. then they call it disease only because it was uh, you didn't diagnose it, get it the symptoms in time, and it gets progressively worse. Then it becomes right. out of it control until you can bring it back to the tear films, nature's uh, the natural state of the tear film must have moisture constantly in that aqueous layer, natural moisture. The chemistry, eye drops were invented best to trap and seal and slow the moisture loss not down. The chemistry of them is more concentrated than when they were first invented. So they became more addictive. It's kind of like your lotions and your potions on your skin. Okay, Trap moisture, but do they add the moisture? But they are backing it up like a dam. The d- disease side means you didn't get it in time Okay. like anything else, and that's okay. where it would be exciting uh, about a proactive education in your, in your organization reaching down to the children. I'm, I think all children are the most per- perfect things, Death, <laughs> on the face of the globe. I am <laughs> known. By the way, I'm the founder of Save a Child's Life Foundation to recognize melanoma in time, better education as their children. Well, same thing with eyesight because you can get melanoma the eye. Sure Sure you can. And that's the other thing about the disease. if If we don't catch, we don't have more proactive sight preservation, education, drink a lot of water, keep moisture in the eye natural, maintain good healthy green vegetables. It's like Dr. McDonald said, Green vegetables, not the let. Doctor Payton said this: green vegetables like kale and 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 uh, not just the lettuce, not iceberg lettuce. Uh, drink, uh, don't drink. Have a lot of sugar. Uh, sugar is a dehydrator. Um, be moderate. Sounds
0: like it sounds like, a, it sounds like a, a lot of just healthy living components. That, you know, it's so very healthy be, common you know, sense. Yeah. Things that it should be common sense, but
2: unfortunately to many it's not. So I think, again,
0: they're running around,
2: expecting, and when we trip them with a show like this, we'll say, hey, this is easy listening, but we want to educate you something about what you haven't thought about. But today even the doctors of the world would like this show because we're talking about the children, how important that is. And all the people of the world, the engineers, whoever they may be, the children are vital. And if you get them as a child and teach them to be proactive and concerning and common sense, then that will go to generation to generation. I truly believe that, Beth. I don't think that's uh, boring. (laughs) No, it's not. It's not boring at all. (laughs) No, what I meant is great. just keep repeating and repeating. Well, I want to tell you I've really enjoyed having you on in your organization's mission. Goodwill to you all. It's been a pleasure uh, meeting you, and it's been a pleasure being on your show and uh, if you, I, we will be calling you again, and I'm sure you'll have some other things that you'd like to educate us about. We'd love to. Okay, and tell everyone we said hello. I will. Thanks again. Okay, and thank you. Have a and nice keep day. Keep up the good
0: work. Bye-bye. Bye.
2: Wow. What can we learn about our lives on this earth as a planet, family planet? We know that vital. it is vital to drink a lot of water. I have people who say, oh, I don't drink water, and I guess I, I, I've come this far. I I won't live that way to understand that. That doesn't make any sense to me. Drink a lot of water. You're made up of 60 trillion cells. Drink a lot of water. It detoxifies you, helps flush you, but it also lubricates, keeps you uh, lubricated. Um, When you're eating, try to get your green vegetables in during the day, however way you can get your greens in. A balance of fruit, but watch the sugar. Sugar is very dehydrating. Um, uh, use some common sense. Uh, we're going to listen to our sponsor, Nature's Tears I Miss, and we're going to come back with our second guest, Bob Furman, in Wyoming. We're going to teach you a little bit about the Yellowstone National Forest and the park. We'll listen to our sponsor, and we'll be right back.
1: Listen, the world is talking. World Talk Radio.
2: talking to Bob Furman in Wyoming. He's the Education Director with the Yellowstone National Park. Bob, how are you?
3: Good. How are you doing today?
2: I am doing fine. And what's your weather like over there today?
3: It is a beautiful day today. Blue skies and sunny.
2: Oh, my, how beautiful. How long have you been with the park?
3: I've been here for about 16 years.
2: Oh, 16? Yep. Oh, we're getting somebody with experience. (laughs) Well, I was mentioning at the beginning of the show today, experience is so important in our lives every day in health education, mm-hmm. and then uh, you being at the park so long, you could probably have seen a lot of changes.
3: Oh, sure. There's Yeah, there's, change is the only constant, right?
2: Okay. Well, we're, <laughs> you know to, before I put you on the spot, uh, tell us a little bit about you and your background, and then we'll start talking about the park.
3: Sure. Um, I, as I mentioned, I've been here in Yellowstone National Park for 16 years and worked for the National Park Service as the education director, so I oversee all the, the children's programs that go on here. Mm-hmm. And I uh, originally grew up in the Chicago area and mm-hmm. uh, moved out this way, and oh. the high-rise mountains over the high-rise building.
2: <laughs> I just flew into Chicago recently. I, I love Chicago, by the way. You, you've got, got that place. huge lake that I fell in love, and the, and the, lady of the, the statue of the Lady of Water Okay, down uh- at the park. Uh, but um, so you went from one extreme to another. That's
3: right, exactly.
2: Now, do you live year-round in Wyoming?
3: Um, I, I live right across the border in Montana, in gardner Montana, which okay. is one of the entrance communities to the park. It
2: is beautiful too. Beautiful, yep, sure is. Oh, aren't you lucky? Do you fly fish?
3: Uh, a little bit, yeah. Uh-huh. Good for you. My, my son is e- eagerly anticipating the day when he's, you know, out there actually doing it as much as possible. So, oh.
2: <laughs> so you've got a partner to do it with.
3: That's right, exactly. Oh,
2: good. How old is your son?
3: He's nine.
2: Oh, nine. So perfect. perfect
3: age to to get out there and and be doing those sorts of activities.
2: Well, how lucky to live in the nature of Earth. Um, tell us a little bit about uh, Yellowstone National Park, and then we'll go into the hot springs.
3: Sure. Yellowstone is a, just a fascinating place with so many different resources here and, and I was originally created because of a volcano in this area and mm-hmm. uh and still one of the most active.
2: How long did largest that, been was active. It the the la when the volcano erupted last?
3: The 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 most recent one was about six hundred and forty thousand years ago.
2: Okay.
0: <laughs> and
3: geologically speaking that's like a uh, you know, blink of an eye. <laughs> but um, so not not that long ago, but it, of course it sounds like a long time ago.
2: It is a long time ago.
3: But 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 all that, that geothermal all the geothermal activity, the geysers and the hot springs mm-hmm. and fumaroles and mud pots, all are, all stem from that volcanic activity that that or, that is that we see on the surface today.
2: You know, I'm going to ask you uh, something. Then if I go, we, we can just discuss. It's like chit chat. But sure. Uh, where else in the world is there anything to describe similar to the in the Hawaii planet, we're a family planet. That is similar or like Yellowstone National Park.
3: And it, in terms anywhere of in this, the world, yes, yeah, sure, sure. In terms of the ge- the geothermal activity, so uh-huh. like I and said, the and the what happened and to the,
2: where it's at right now? With it, the nature of what it's at, is sure, there anything it, like it in the world?
3: Something similar to it at least would be the in the Kamchatka Peninsula in Russia.
2: Okay, in Russia. Um, so yeah, it'd be, be pretty a r- remote
3: place, and not very many people get there.
2: <laughs> yeah, I've had that, that uh, discussion on our show. We had a, we discussed that in that one. what's uh, went to the lake. Um, Uh, But anyway, uh, is it similar or uh, is is it much more unique or uh, is the Yellowstone National Park a very unique? natural resource.
3: Well, yeah, Yellowstone definitely, it has the largest concentrations of geysers in the world. It okay. has over okay. 12,000 thermal features here. Okay. And, um, and then, you know, you add the Grand Canyon of the Yellowstone mm-hmm. into that, and it's over a thousand foot deep canyon with a couple of big waterfalls, and mm-hmm. and uh, the multitude of, of animals that uh, live here in Yellowstone is is pretty tremendous, too. So, and, and
2: Now, tell us something about the animals.
3: Oh, they're, they're pretty impressive. I was out, um, with my family yesterday, and we were driving down towards Yellowstone Lake, and and going through Hayden Valley, and just the, um, just being able to watch the bison, you know, right along the roads, oh. are pretty impressive, and just their size, and seeing the young ones playing in the water, and um, being able to see grizzly oh. bears, you know, at thirty yards away is is Some pretty bears? impressive.
2: <laughs> yep. A black or brown. A grizzly bear. Uh huh. Yep. Okay.
3: So. They're so pretty, uh,
2: pretty and then what else do you have? Elk, do you have
3: elk and sure, elk. Yep, and uh-huh. elk right now in the Mammoth area are pretty impressive because uh, uh-huh. in in the Mammoth Hot Springs area we have our headquarters for the National Park Service is here
2: uh-huh.
3: for Yellowstone, uh-huh. and uh, we, so we have Fort, the old Fort Yellowstone is our headquarters, uh-huh. and we have a lot of green grass around here, so the uh-huh. elk kind of get attracted to this oh, area yeah. this time of year, uh-huh. and so and it's the ma- it's the mating season, it's the rut, so. We have a few different bull elk in their harems right out here, and so we harems. some um, <laughs> some bulls pushing each other around out here quite a bit this time of year.
2: Uh-huh. Aha! Now, because are you, to that. you've had people there in that for uh, a park system for so long, are they very comfortable with the people? They don't just run away all the time.
3: You know, it's interesting. Not right here in the mammoth area, just because they are used to people. But you know, just if you walk a mile off the road here, they they'll definitely spook at much you know close okay. distance and, or further distance than you might think.
2: Uh-huh. Now, what kind of trout do you guys fish for there?
3: Um, we we have a, a native cutthroat trout okay. in, in the waters around Yellowstone, as well as um, some, some introduced species about 100 years ago, like brook trout and brown trout and oh. uh, rainbow trout.
2: Now, are you allowed to keep some of it or do you have to put it all back?
3: Um, some are some is catch and release only. Okay. The, na- the native trout are all catch and release only, and then the oh. other ones, there's a certain limit for those.
2: Mm-hmm. And the camping facilities there?
3: There's ca- Yep, there's, oh, I can't remember for sure, 11 or 12 campgrounds throughout the park. Wow. And, uh, yep, so we can and, uh, do what before you
2: go, Before you camp, you have to bake a reservation?
3: Uh, there are five campgrounds in the park that are on a reservation system only, mm-hmm. and the other ones are first-come, 1st first serve. Okay.
2: Now, tell us about Mammoth Hot Springs.
3: Sure. Mammoth is is different than most of the other thermal areas in the park because of its its underlying bedrock or the rock that's under underlying the earth here, and that's mm-hmm. um, it's, a, it's a limestone-based system or calcium carbonate.
2: Explain that to our listeners. What does sure, that mean?
3: Sure, limestone is a rock um, that is usually laid down by from from ocean or sea sediments. Okay. So one time we there was a ocean where we are here in mm-hmm. in northwestern Wyoming, uh, which is hard to imagine, but that's that what would be millions here. of years ago. That's right. Not um,
2: 650,000, but 150
3: million somewhere okay. in that range, I believe. Okay. <laughs> so quite a long time ago, and uh, um, so so having that limestone here and having hot water coming up underneath. The, you know, coming up through that uh, limestone, it dissolves that limestone and then redeposits that limestone on the surface mm-hmm. as a different um, composition, it's called travertine, okay. is the rock on the surface here at Mammoth Hot Springs.
2: Now, uh, limestone, does it absorb uh, water?
3: Um, it, it is very porous, uh, like it a sponge, so water can go through it pretty easily mm-hmm. compared to other rocks, mm-hmm. and so it can easily erode as well.
2: Mm-hmm. Now, uh, Mammoth Hot Springs, what is the temperature of it?
3: The hottest temperatures at Miami are around 170 degrees Fahrenheit.
2: Okay. Mm-hmm. And
3: uh, so so much hotter than you'd ever want to get into.
2: <laughs> yeah.
3: yeah. So, and that's usually right at the vent, Then, obviously as it flows over these, these terraces, it's a terraced formation.
2: Oh, it, it, formation. Let, explain what a terraced formation would be.
3: Sure. So at, as the water comes out um, from the earth and comes to the surface, it um, will start depositing the, the travertine material, the calcium carbonate. Mm-hmm. And uh, it does, it, 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 most, a lot of the, Hot springs have them in terraced step. It's like a stair-step formation as it comes off and down the hillside.
2: Oh, I see what you're saying. So it's higher. It's at an elevation higher, and it's it comes down over the hillside, almost like a a a falls.
3: Right. Exactly. Okay,
2: I'm following you now. Oh my gosh. (laughs)
3: Yep. So it's it, and, it, and all the colors that are in the hot springs too are pretty impressive.
2: Oh, I bet uh, it is just
0: beautiful.
3: Yes, it is. And so we have oranges and greens and oh reds my. and yellows. And all the, most of the colors that you'll see in these hot springs are due to uh, microbes that live in the hot water or microorganisms. Mm-hmm. And so they're adapted.
2: And those are got to be millions there. of years old too.
3: That's right. Exactly. And they're you know some people call them extremophiles. Okay. Because they're they love the extreme environment of these hot waters
2: that electrolytic side of it.
3: That's right, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Yep. And uh, It's the same kind of formations, or not the same formations, but the same types of creatures or microorganisms that live in deep sea vents, too. Exactly. So.
2: And it's electrolytic, too. Yep. Yeah. People don't realize that when they see a lightning in the air uh, that we walk as humans, as an organism, like a, a lightning rod, too, uh, we're affected. And then you look at the water, and you can see what you just said, that millions of years have passed, and there's electrolytic uh, abilities there with uh, organism, uh that is flourishing there, and for millions of years. Right. Millions of years. Have you noticed any climate change to uh, the climate change or the climate global warming that we're learning today? Our buzz is affecting anything to do with the uh, Mammoth Hot Springs?
3: Uh, are there changes it's hard to on? say, you know, in terms of the mammoth hot springs themselves, they, they are so dynamic and they change so frequently okay, that, okay. that any time that I take a walk up there and I can see the mammoth hot springs from my office.
2: Oh, okay. <laughs> so,
3: so walking up there, every time I go up there, I always see something new and something different. because Forever.
2: The, that's, that's the changing of an organism anyway. Exactly. So, yeah, that's life-changing so within that organism. So, so, so what, back, what, would we, what would you say you see as a change? What would be the most distinctive thing you might notice as a change?
3: In the Mammoth Hot Springs?
2: Uh-huh.
3: Um, uh, where the flow is from some of these hot springs. Okay. And, I, and off the top of my head, I can't tell you for sure how many hot springs there are up there as part of the, the full terraces. but But okay. um, it's it's definitely acres in size, you know, in terms of, um, uh, you know, at 25, 50 acres, somewhere in that range. I'm not oh, sure. Oh, really? Um, in terms of where these hot springs are. Oh, it's some of the largest uh, travertine hot springs in the world. Uh-huh. And now,
2: when you say travert travertine. Uh-huh. Travertine.
3: Travertine, right.
2: T-E-E-N.
3: T-I-N-E.
2: T-I-N-E. Okay, travertine. Travertine. Now, what does that
3: mean? So The the travertine is just the redeposited limestone. Okay. So it's still calcium carbonate. Okay. It's still that same uh, mineral, but it's called travertine just because it has gone through a a transformation Mm -hmm. from when it was limestone underneath the ground here.
2: Uh Uh-huh. Nice. Is there any concern of anything going on? And I know this is going to be a leading question. That's something that that you concern yourself with. That nature is happening uh, in the environment that could do something to change. Anything?
3: Um,
2: now, I lead, That's a leading. But you know, we're talking about all over the world. This the 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 environment is changing. The pollution is changing. Man-made is changing. Have you noticed anything that you that was distinctive that? There's a pollution problem in the air or anything that's distinctive that uh you could mention?
3: You know, in, in Yellowstone we we're we're lucky in, in that there aren't um you know major metropolitan areas around us. Mm-hmm. We're sort of isolated to some degree out mm-hmm. here um in north in the corner of northwestern Wyoming with, yeah, with nice. seven national forests around Yellowstone National Park as well. So Yeah. I haven't seen anything specific in terms of more pollution. Yeah, good, good, because people I, the, are
2: always wanting to look at the negative. Right. Yeah. Excuse and, me, we found a real positive. <laughs>
3: <laughs> and the nice thing too is that you know I hear from visitors all the time. You know yeah. just how clean Yellowstone is, and oh. and uh, people definitely take care of it. Oh, hold on. and it's, not it's not only Park nice Service people, place. but it's, I think all visitors who come through here realize the, how special this place is and take care of it.
2: Now, tell us about lodges. Do you have a lot? Any lodges?
3: Yep, there sure are. There's. Um, there's lodging facilities throughout the park um, at Mammoth Hot Springs and mm-hmm. at Canyon and at Lake, at Grant, and Old Good. Uh, so now, at Old Faithful. So Now what F- about
2: uh, Junior Ranger uh, type programs for children? That's one of my favorite subjects, children.
3: Yep, sure. Old, uh, we have a great Junior Ranger program here and, and uh, various types of activity booklets that they can take part in. And we have over 22,000 children becoming junior rangers in Yellowstone each year.
2: Oh, 22,000.
3: And so they get to, it's it's sort of a self-guided tour, if you want to call it that, or self-guided activities that they can do as a family. Mm -hmm. And it really engages the children. And uh, I've heard the comments from parents saying, you know, before we got the junior ranger program or paper, my child was very into his Walkman or playing DVD or to DVD or well, we'll have games. to do
2: one again, uh, Bob. If I have to go, but okay. we'll have to let's do one on children sometime.
3: Excellent, that would be And what they gain
2: from it, and oh, and let's talk about taking your child uh, fly fishing, things Perfect. with children out to the nature. Would you like to do that with me sometime? That'd be great. Oh, let's do. Okay. And what is your website? Um,
3: uh, www.nps.gov for National Park Service, dot gov. Okay slash Y-E-L-L for Yellowstone. All right. there is a webcam on there in in case you want to see Mammoth Hot Springs.
2: All right. Well, you have a nice day, and thank you for joining me.
3: All right. You're welcome. Thank you. Tell
2: everyone we said hello from Oregon. Sounds good. Okay. You have a nice day. You too. Well, we learned from Beth Badelino that women and dry eye has been overlooked, and now we're thinking about the children that women can educate about proactiveness and site preservation. We learned from Bob Furman about what's going on in Yellowstone National Park, the beauty, the fresh air, and the fragrance that you can enjoy to go listen and listen to the nature. I want to thank you for being with us today. Remember how important your life is to this earth, how important you are. You are important. Your health is important to generations to come and your attitude and the way you are in proactive learning and what you can do to educate others. Turn to those with lots of experience. They will teach you well. I want to thank you for listening today. Earth has a secret. Embrace your life every precious moment. Earth is whispering. Never say goodbye. Leave that footprint. Have a nice day.
0: Listen.
1: The world is talking. World Talk Radio.